Hi everyone, my name is Derek Covington-Smith and I'm going to be your host for Spotlight On. Spotlight On is an interview podcast where we talk to different artists working and living in Mississippi. When I moved back to Mississippi, I opened up my studio, the Little Yellow Building, and began teaching. And once the coronavirus hit and really settled in, it became quite lonely. As artists, we're always used to having a lonely studio practice and being one-on-one with ourselves, but when you take out the option of having that community, it becomes really hard, and that's where Spotlight On was born. I started reaching out to artists all over Mississippi and interviewing and learning more about their lives. I'd like to invite you to come along and join me as we talk to everyone and anyone who wants to share their art and their life with us. So... I hope you tune in, I hope you subscribe, and join us for Spotlight On. We're now recording. That works. So, hey everybody, um, thanks for joining us in and our joining in with us um, on Spotlight On. This is our third interview, and we've gotten Stephen Phillips. He's a Mississippi potter. And um, he has joined us here on Zoom. Uh, if you haven't been able to check out our past interviews, go ahead and make sure you check out those. Um, but Stephen, uh, welcome. I really, really appreciate you coming in and being able to, to sit with us and talk with us and tell us a little bit more about you and your practice. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. So tell me a little bit about you. Um, me, I am a Southern country kid because you got from mississippi of course um i don't know like i like to do a lot of different things i i sing i cook i do pottery um a little jack of all trades i guess you could say i do a lot of different things i have a big personality um I like to laugh. I do like to talk and carry conversations with people. I'm trying to get to know people. Um, but yeah, I'm a down to earth person. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, tell me about your journey through art. Tell me about your background in art. Okay, so my background in art, um, I start off. Uh, for me, I've always been a creative person uh, from childhood all the way up to now. Um, for me, I guess I could say I started, I did, I've taken art classes in high school, but in my high school, which was a small, predominant black um, high school, we didn't have ceramics. So um, I didn't get into ceramics until I actually got into junior college. But I tell everybody, which is the, the just the truth, I played in mud as a kid. <laughs> and for some reason, I've always had the fascination of actually creating uh, something from the dust of the earth. I, I have no idea. I guess it could be something that's tied to my faith. But as a kid, I've always played in the mud. I even used to try to cook uh, heat up the things that I used to make out of the mud with fire and stuff like that. So that should show you, like, sometimes you are predestined for something or you are already tapping into what you're supposed to do in your future as a kid that you really just not just having an idea. 
um, that you're actually doing. And for me, that was one of the things that I did. I didn't really pay attention to uh, much of it until I actually got older and I, I, I started to think about it. I was like, I really was doing it like seriously as a kid, like a little kid growing up in the country. Like I was already doing this. It's just now that I am older, I have more knowledge to what I'm actually doing. Um, but yeah, for me, ceramics started off as a kid, um, but I actually didn't take a ceramics class until um, junior college. And it just went from there. I, I take, took a class and then I decided to change my major from computer science to art education. And then I transferred from my junior college to the University of Mississippi University for Women. And then I just got there and got started. And then I changed my major from art education to ceramics. Because <laughs> I, I, I excel so much in ceramics. So uh, I decided to finish off in that. And then if I wanted to teach, I said I could just do the alternative route for teaching. But since then, things didn't work out for me doing the teaching thing. So what I decided to do was write my goals and stuff down and then plan out what I wanted for my business and my studio. And then things start, like, doors start opening for me. Like, I got a job that allowed me to have four days off, uh, work four days and have four days off in rotation. And then um, I was like, okay, well, thank God for that. I can get a chance to work in the studio, work a little bit, you know, and get, get things done. So my ultimate goal is to really, hopefully, in the future to be fully as a full-time potter operating my whole business and stuff. You went to EMCC, right? Yes, I went to EMCC, uh, East Mississippi, East, oh, sorry, East Mississippi Community College. I'm sorry, country. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay, my audience is gonna understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> In 2008, you won, uh, what is it, the Artistic Achievement Award? Yes. And that was like down, yeah, I think it was like in starting in junior college, was in junior college. But um, like being there, I mean, like you can just really get into the arts there. Like we had great teachers. We had uh, Miss Spinks and then my uh, clay professor, clay teacher was Mr. Terry Cherry, and he was really good. So, I mean, like, I was doing hand-building technique stuff then. And, like, we um, we had, like, the junior college, they kind of do their thing. Like, in the university, we call it the collegiate show. And then junior college, I can't even really think of the name that they do, but they do different stuff like that, too. And I've made some pieces that really showed um, my skills in ceramics, and I was hand-building at that time which I look at now, my stuff is like horrible. <laughs> but at that time, it was pretty good. And I, I won that award for 2008. Yeah, so it was pretty dope. Yeah, and then, but then you turned around in 2011 and did the same thing when you were at the W. Yes, yes. And so then in 2011, which I was really shocked because like this was major for me because like now this is where what really brought me into really believing in myself and my ability to really make something out of, of, of a career or, or pursuit in ceramics. Um, 2011, and i tell you how it happened. So 
my professor, all of us uh, ceramic kids, we went to the Alabama Clay Conference, which is a conference they have in Alabama. They move it around to different counties and stuff. But it's like all ceramics, like sculptural work, potters, all the people, all your clay people, just, just, just like you, are at this conference. And it's like the region, like the southern region, like Alabama, Mississippi, a few people from Georgia may come in. And um, we was there, you know, we had the collegiate show going on at the same time. I created these, um, I call them Blossom Cups. It was like a set of six, I think. Um, but it was like these uh, nice celadon uh, exterior and a nice, like, cream white interior. And I had like these, the handle was made like these petals like of a flower and so it was just like a whole little family of cups and stuff like that you know I, I tried to plan it out and everything like that and like the collegiate show like you have all of the colleges from the state of mississippi and i was just like okay you know i'm just gonna put these cups in they was like yeah you should put those out just put them in i was just like, okay i'm trying you know whatever and we was at the conference so I forgot all about it. You know, we were like, yeah, we got it. I didn't think I would win anything. My professor ran through the whole auditorium at the Clay Conference and made them announce the fact that I just won the Mississippi Collegiate Show for 2011 for my cups that I had in her. And I was in there like, everybody was looking at me like, is she? I was like, what? No way. It was crazy, man. Like, so that right there, it just boosted my confidence. I ended up meeting a lot of different people. And that same year, I met my second professor that was going to be teaching ceramics at um, MUW. And so it was it was just good. I made, like, connections with different people, and it just made me feel special because I was just like, I really didn't expect for me to actually um, achieve anything of that, 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 that status at that level in college i was just like you know i'm just really kind of throwing off like i'm not that good like you got people that's been doing this for a while but my cups got chosen and i was like you know what i think i can do this so and it's been a ride since then it's been a ride since since uh since 2011 for me well what happened after that but where did you take that what was next for you um, so after that, for me, um, it was just it was just amazing uh, just to really start um, honing in on my gift, like just really tuning, like tuning my gift and stuff like that, and just really getting to the place where I can find to tune my skills. Um, my teacher at that time was Alicia Holland, and she pulled me to the side and she told me she was just like, I'll just let you know now, you know there are, you have what it takes uh, to make it in ceramic. I'm tell you now, there aren't any, um, a large number of African-American that are well known in ceramics. And I feel like you will be one of the ones who will be recognized as a um, ceramic artist. And she said, you have what it takes, but you make sure you continue to work your gift. And that was the first time somebody actually just pulled me to the side and she told me that. And then I had my advisor, um, Dr. Joyce, who was my advisor for all my classes and stuff like that, and she was one of my professors. Uh, she was my art history um, teacher. She pulled me to the side and she told me the same thing. So that was another confirmation for me. And 
crazy part about it, both of those teachers came to my church <laughs> and they made the announcement to my church about the 2011 uh, Collegiate Show Award. So those two teachers, and I have other professors, like all of my professors um, from the W, from the art department, um, really, uh, really encouraged me and they really took out the time to really push me in the pursuit of what I'm supposed to be doing as a ceramic artist. They, uh, they saw my gift even before I saw my capability and they really encouraged me to really pursue and continue to do what I needed to do as a ceramic artist. And so I just really want to thank them uh, because, I mean, because of them, I've had other opportunities and everything. And since then, uh, that was 2011. Um, there have been other things too that I've done since then, um, like different shows and stuff. But like my professional shows for me just started in 2019. That was your first professional show, right? Yes, that was my first professional exhibition on my own. Um, I had a, my own space. Um, the my advisor, Dr. Joyce. Um, she was, she's over the galleries and stuff now at the W and she called and she was just like, Hey, we've been looking at your work and my professor and Childers, he is my professor that came in after Alicia, Alicia Holland. And so the thing about it is for him, and I had to go back to say this because he, he pushed me. Like I could tell you so many stories about Ian. <laughs> Being in class, in class with him was just. It's, it's fun. It's fun all day. But uh, he pushed me to really discipline, my, discipline myself with uh, my forms and stuff. And one of the last conversations that I had with him during my senior year was, okay, you can make great pots, but how are you going to treat the surface? What are you going to do that will set your pieces aside from what everybody else is doing? And so that conversation that I had with him stuck with me from the time I graduated all the way up to now. And so now I finally got myself within the last, and I say, I say five years, because that's, that's how long it's been taking me to get to the point where I am now within a five-year frame. Um, it's taken me the time to now have my work fine-tuned with a style that I can call on my own to make my work stick out from what everybody else is doing. And, and, and it's all because of the conversation that I had with um, Ian, because like he said, you can make pots. Anybody can make the same forms you're making, but how are you going to make your work stick out from what everybody else is doing? And what most people don't realize is just like how a painter paints canvas. Everybody got canvas, but what's going to change up the style or what's going to make your 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 style look different from somebody else anybody could put paint on the canvas but what are you going to do with the canvas that will make it look different from what everybody else is doing and it's the same thing for me pots are my are my canvas but my glazing technique and what i do on the surface is going to be what set me aside from what everybody else is doing and so I just went from there. I experienced, I started off in my bedroom with a tabletop wheel, and I couldn't believe my mama let, let me throw in my bedroom. <laughs> I have videos on YouTube of me and my tabletop wheel, but she did. She let me, she, and that, that shows how much my mom 
really believed in my dream and my passion and my vision and my goal and my destiny because she allowed me to use my bedroom as a as a birthing ground or a starting place for me to get to my own studio. Uh, but yeah, those teachers, those professors, uh, they've been great. I stay in contact with them about the joys. She, like I said, in 2019, she actually asked me to do a show. And I did my first professional show at the W, and it was a huge success. Like, we had people show up that came from Alabama. Uh, we had this couple, they was visiting their daughter. They came from Ohio. They was just like, oh, yeah, we saw this moves. It's like, we have to be here. So we had people that came from everywhere every angle of life to be at this show and we had two shows going on at that time i had my own space which was a smaller um space um in the gallery two space and i mean like it was packed out like people showed up i had great reviews um and everything and work <laughs> was selling and it's crazy because i said um they think they slick. They just want me to come in here and try to sell a lot of work. My singer show was crazy. My singer show, and they talk about it, and it's, it's crazy because, like, when I go back to the school and um, I meet different students there, they was like, oh, so you the guy that had the singer show that was almost like an auction or your work was just selling out. That was crazy. My singer show was crazy. Like, I was trying to get my stuff up, and I know I'm kind of a little random and all over the place, but I'm trying to bring everything back together. But my um, singer show was crazy. Like, I was trying to install all my pieces and get everything up, but it was during the time, it was like fall heading towards the winter time, so the professors on, cam on, on campus was so excited about my work that I was putting out that they was actually coming in, purchasing stuff before my senior show opening. And so then, <laughs> so you had like red That's dots everywhere. Yes, it was crazy. And I had to fill up, and this is the crazy part, I had to fill up the entire gallery by myself. I was the only person showing. And our gallery space is huge. And I could believe I filled the whole gallery space by myself and I was like there's no way I'm gonna do this and my professor Ann was like just make pots just make pots and I was just like okay I can do it I can do it and I did it I did what I could and it was crazy that night it was like a madhouse like people was buying stuff like left and right left and right and it was a great time because like Christmas was around the corner so people was trying to get stuff so it was crazy so the same thing happened last year in 2019 like once the show was open and everything people was buying pots like crazy and i was just like okay here we go so and it, it you know it's it was a great thing i mean it's good for me but it's also good for the school too because they get their percentage and that was one of the things that i really wanted to um do was make sure that i can get pieces in that you know, I could sell to also at least give the school a percentage so they can, you know, continue to support um, the funding that they need, you know, as support. Yeah. And so that was 2019. <laughs> That's a crazy year. Wow. Yes, yes. And, I, for, and since then, I've been having so many of our other opportunities. Um, that 
was my first year as a professional artist, being introduced to uh, the art world as a professional artist. And then it was also my first time truly introducing um, my Black Panther series, volume two, to um, to the world. So and it was the first time actually having that series, my Raku series, in a show. And it's been great since then, so. Now that's something that we talked about the show, but we didn't really go into the inspiration behind the show. And I, I got to watch all this on Instagram. Uh, oh, by the way, um, what is it? Uh, SP House Productions is your Instagram, right? Yes, yes. Please, please, everybody go check out his work. But um, I got kind of familiar with your work and with you over Instagram. And when you were getting ready for the show and getting to see the pieces, uh, tell me about the inspiration behind it. Because I know it was inspired by Black Panther and like this strength of movement. Yes. So what, what happened was when I first saw the movie, I have a volume one and I haven't done any pieces from my volume one since. But um, volume two is the, the most popular um, series right now. Uh, but I, I watched the movie and I was so inspired by the movie. I was just like, oh, this movie is great. You know, it's just awesome. It's just for me as an African-American, I actually see someone on the, the platform uh, or, or the stage or the screen at that large uh you know, showing all over the world, and then I mean that 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 film made so many uh, record broke so many records. Um, it was just amazing to me to just see a superhero who looked like me on a ma major stream or a major um, theater. Um, so I was excited. I mean, it was so much cultural stuff in the movie. The arts and stuff in the movie was just amazing. So I was just like, oh, yes, I just love it, just love it. And so um, I went back to my studio, and I started creating um, some naked raccoon pieces. And I was just in there just creating. And so most time, what I do, because I have so many ideas in my head, I just really go and unconsciously just create, just, just start doing stuff. Like, I'm doing it, kind of thinking about what I'm doing, but not so really thinking about it at all. And I end up doing these naked raccoon pieces, and I took this gold metallic wax, and I started doing accents with it. So you had this nice black against the, the white that was on there, then the gold. So you had this whole contrast of colors, shine, matte, all mixed together. And um, I was just going, and so when I finished the pieces, I it's like, man, it's like something to be on Black Panther. And I just, you know, I just gave thought to it and I was like, oh, whatever. I leave it alone and didn't think about nothing else about it. So I ended up posting the pictures. I took pictures of it and I posted it on Facebook. So when I posted it on Facebook, of course, like I said, this movie is still popular. Everybody is just raving about this movie. Like, oh, yeah, this movie's amazing. Everybody's just going to the movie. The movie's being sold out. And didn't think of anything else about it. Posted it on Facebook. And so then a few family members and cousins and church members, they was just like, man, they look like something from Black Panther. And I was like, I had the same thought, but I never, you know, I didn't give a knowledge to it. I was like, y'all right. I thought about it, but I was like, I have to, like, whatever. And they was like, you should, oh, no. you know. I hope I didn't lose you. No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, it, po it glitched out for me for just a second. Okay, we're back. I'm sorry. No, no, yes. it's part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like, 
man, this is crazy. And so when everybody was like, that looks like something from Black Pepper, I was like, that's the same thought I had, but I wasn't going to just do that. And I was like, yeah, you should do it. You should, you know, name the pieces after the Black Panther movie. And I was just like, you think so? I was like, no, that's plagiarism. I can't do that. And it's just like, no, you can do that. So you inspired by the movie, you can do it. I was just like, okay. So then that's when I was just decided to go and say, okay, these are my Black Panther uh, pieces, Black Panther series. And that was volume one. And so I had the volume one and I took those pieces and I actually sold those pieces down in Biloxi in the George Orr uh, Museum. That's yeah. why I have a lot of my stuff. Yeah, so I took a lot of my stuff down there. Well, most of my stuff, I took a lot of stuff down there to the gift shop, and they sold the pieces there. And so then I was just like, oh, yeah, this is hot. This is going to keep going. And so I decided to do another series. But this time, I wanted to do copper and the, the matte color. And so I did the copper against the black and it was amazing. So you had the copper, black, and the gold and it has like this nice luxurious look. But then at the same time, you can see the um, African influence. And like I'm really, I'm influenced a lot by Native American pottery and African pottery. And so if you see like the gold lines and stuff like that, that's me kind of mimicking the lines that you see within the Native American and the African pottery and stuff like that, and like the different shapes and stuff. They do a lot of um, geometric, uh, geometric shapes and stuff like that. And uh, so I was kind of trying to do something that's, um, that's home for me to my influence. So um, that's what I did. I did volume two and volume two seemed to excel past volume one. And so I just continued to do volume two because, I mean, it has nice looks, luxurious look, and you can really get the reference even more of the movie. So that's how that got started. And I've been selling pieces like that and creating pieces. And it's just amazing just to see the process because you can see how the pieces are transfer, uh, transferred to a place of, I could say, uh, eloquence. Or eloquent. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, your your pieces that I've seen, um, they're they're sleek, they're refined, they're elegant, and they're they're really bold, but at the same time, kind of a soft spoken bold because it doesn't approach it necessarily with the punches of color. It's design and it's um, like it's richness. It, it does. It looks very just luxurious and it's a piece you want to have under glass and like with a nice light on it now i <laughs> really enjoy your work i i uh, you know since i well, it's been two years now i think i first like found you mm -hmm. um started following you on instagram and it's just i <laughs> thank you thank you thank you um and i really appreciate it i love your paintings like i really do the paintings are really nice well thank you thank you i mean i'm so detailed too so so one or two more questions and i'll let you i'll let you go um what is it like being a mississippi artist for you I'm going to be honest with you. Most people probably would not be in a Mississippi artist, but I love being a Mississippi artist because for me, I get a chance to put my state on the map. I get a chance to show um, 
all the great things that come out of Mississippi. You know, the thing about it is for me, I feel like I'm something great that Mississippi has to offer. And you have to believe in yourself as an artist to really think that. A lot of times, I mean, when people, and I, I'm saying, I'll be honest, people come to my page on Instagram, they just like, you're from Mississippi. And like when they, I tell them I'm from Mississippi and they, I live in Mississippi, they are shocked to their socks. Like, they's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, like, really? And like, because people don't really believe um, we have creative people or people who could do creative things here in Mississippi. I, for the most part, I think a lot of people still think of olden times and, and, you know, think of us as country bunkins. And I'm just like, you know, we're country, but at the same time, we got a little class and we're creative, you know. So I'm just like, you know, we can do a lot of great things. You know, there are a lot of great things that come out of Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's a honor to really be a person that's first in this state. Because I, like I said, I can be a person to shine the light of one of the great things that we have to offer in the state of Mississippi. We have so, so many creative people. And in in starting this whole interview process, I've gotten several in. And it's um, what I'm finding is it's so many who either don't have the confidence to share their voice or mm -hmm. who don't have platforms or don't understand how to reach out so those connections are really really important now especially for all contemporary southern artists i think that that um you know southern art and mississippi's southern art has been something that's um looked over and what's celebrated tends to be not the majority of what i'm seeing being produced so i'm excited yeah. to be and do things like this and feature people like yourself who are doing really, really amazing things in the arts in Mississippi. So I, I thank you so much. Um, again, I want to plug your your Instagram. It's um, SP House Productions. Uh, what about your Etsy shop? Tell me about your Etsy shop. Okay, so my Etsy shop is. I had to go back and look at it. <laughs> so shame. But my Etsy shop is is a um, it's simple. For my Etsy shop, you and Etsy is so funny about how you type in um, names to the um, to the shop. But my Etsy shop, I pretty much try to get new work up on it. But for my Etsy shop, you can go and type in Stevens with a capital S T E P H E N S, then a capital P O T T E R S, and then a capital H O U. S E. So it's Stevens Potter's house. And it's all together, but the S on Steven is capitalized. The P on pot Potter is capitalized. Potter's is capitalized. And the H on house is capitalized. So when you go on the XE and you want to search for my shop, you type it in just like that and you can search it. Um, if not, you can't do that. You can go to my Instagram, which is simpler to go to <laughs> and that's SP House Productions and you can just click on the link in my bio and it's the same thing for my Facebook page you can type in SP House Production on Facebook and it'll pull up my um, page on Facebook and my last question for you I want I, I would like for you to offer up two pieces of advice the first piece of advice is what would you uh, what advice would you give to students that are about to go into wanting to learn about the art world? 
And my second is, what would you, what advice would you give to um, artists who are a little bit further along in their career that are maybe wanting to get more involved with the art world? Um, I could say this for both um, students and those who are further along to the art world. One of the things that I've done that worked perfectly for me um, is a biblical principle that is to write the vision and make it plain. It's a scripture that says, write the vision, make it plain, so that men may see it and run, run with the vision. So the thing about it for me, with everything that's been happening for me, I wrote my vision down. I wrote my plan. And for me, with me writing my vision, um, I planned out everything, um, especially if you're going to become an art in, this, in the stage where you're becoming an artist as a student, plan out everything. Um, one of the things that I did, I wrote down the materials I was going to need, the equipment I was going to need, and I went and I compared prices to see how much everything was going to cost. So that way I can get a budget in mind. And um, another thing I did, I, I wrote out what I wanted my studio space to look like and everything like that. And then I went and I planned out how could I get my studio either built from ground up or if I wanted to use a storage building, all of that. So the thing, of it, thing about it is write your vision, plan out what you want to have, uh, give yourself a budget, you know what I'm saying, and leave space for error. That's why it's important to write your vision because if you write your vision, then you can see what's going to be possible and you can also see what may not be possible. And then not only that, you'll be, you'll be able to do measurable goals. You're able to actually um, do one thing at a time. If you can only buy paintbrushes or whatever it may, may be, smaller items at the moment, you do that. Um, look into doing things, you know, layaway. There's nothing wrong with doing layaway or paying as you can to, you know, as you go to get what you need uh, to support your, your, your creativity. So, yeah, do that. Um, as, as students, also make sure you are looking at other people. Social media is one of the things that has a way of allowing us to meet people and bring people together. So my thing is research on social media, find different people that are doing things in the style that you may be um, influenced by or that you may be even creating your work um, in. Reach out to those people. Most artists are very down to earth. Art people are those people who are willing to talk to you and you know not be all stuck up and stuff like that. But reach out to those people. Check into your local state um, your local counties and in the state and whatever you may be to see um, what artists that are there in your area that you could talk to. You know, find somebody you can kind of get that can mentor you um, in the arts and stuff like that. I um, just have conversation with other artists. I mean, that's one of the things that I've learned has been a, a, a huge help for me being able to talk to other people, you know, they can tell you about wet materials work and, you know, cheaper materials, all of that, you know, just being able to connect with other people or a person that's been in the art for a while. Same thing. Social media is a huge help for us right now because we're able to reach people that we are normally not able to come in contact with because of distance. But social media bring us all together under a small umbrella or on or in a small setting. And 
just do it. Just reach out to different galleries if you need to. And a lot of these galleries now are being open to virtual uh, displays and virtual type uh, exhibitions and stuff. So just reach out to people. Social media, like I said, utilize social media. There's nothing wrong with utilizing social media. Utilize social media because it's your best outlet to uh, get yourself to the next place that you want to be. And create, 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 create. The thing is with social media, the more you create and the more you're constantly uploading and putting your work out there, somebody is going to see it. It's, it's, only, it's, it's only a time or I should say... It's only a matter of time when your work will be recognized. Uh, and that's what happened for me. You know, I was posting and posting and constantly posting. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, people start really paying attention to my work. Sometimes it may take only a few people. And like we, for me, within this year, it, it's just taking a few people uh, with influence to recognize my work repost my work and once they repost my work on that platform it just went from there you know it's just opened up so many other opportunities for me because people shared their platform to show my work and so that's why i say you have to at least be creating and putting your work out there because no one could 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 allow for you to be on their platforms or to at least show your work if you're not creating so create 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 as much as possible Wonderful. Awesome advice. Um, Stephen, if you want to hold on for just a second, I'm going to give a little outro and then I'll stop recording and, and I'll um, finish up and say bye. But uh, for everyone else, please go and check out um, Stephen Phillips Pottery and all of his artwork. He's got this uh, just amazing technique, beautiful, wonderful representation of a Mississippi artist and a Mississippi potter. Um, you can find him at SP House Productions on Instagram. Um, you can also, uh, in the show notes for this episode, for this whole little Zoom interview podcast, it will be at thelittleyellowbuilding.com in the spotlight on blog. So definitely check that out. You can go and, and um, find other artists that are from Mississippi that we've been covering and artists in the future that we will cover. Also, we'll have all kinds of links to get in touch with Stephen. So thank y'all and have an awesome, awesome day. <laughs>